Today, we're going to explore capital turnover and its implications for a long-term durability. Welcome to the Durability Podcast. This is for those that are passionate about helping their organizations plan and prepare for the inevitable future. My name is Ben Parker, management consultant, chemist, creator, entrepreneur, co-founder, and member of the Durable Capital Group. I'm excited for you to join me as we discover what successful organizations do to build long-term durability. We explore the tactics and strategies that allow great organizations to combine the financial wisdom of asset management, the practical street smarts of the maintenance subculture with the real-world paranoia of managing risk to ensure their organizations last. We uncover what great leaders are doing from all types of capital-intensive industries to make good decisions, build strong management teams, and prepare to meet the future in whatever form it comes. This is the Durability Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Durability Podcast. I am excited to be here today, and uh, it's a beautiful bluebird day in Boise, Idaho, and I am excited to have uh, been able to play in the snow finally with uh with my kids at least down in the valley we've been we've been playing in the the mountains in the snow and we definitely enjoy that as much as we can but we actually got some in front of our house which was fun and this week i have been really excited to share with you something that i found Absolutely fascinating. So if you look at a white paper McKinsey put out earlier last week about a winning formula for specialty chemical conglomerates, it has some very interesting data. And uh, one of the things that it dives into is capital turnover. And it compares a whole bunch of publicly traded specialty chemical companies. And as you know, I have a partial affinity to the specialty chemical industry because that's where I cut my teeth and I I know something about it. So it's interesting if you look at their report, um, you dive into they looked at, you know, 100 or so different specialty chemical companies and, you know, they broke them out into two different types. Uh, one they have labeled as pure play companies, which are market players who only have one or two value chains in their product portfolio and their offering. And they compare those types of companies to conglomerate companies that provide multiple different uh, products and value streams in their uh, their organization. And so as you kind of dive into some of these details, you start to look at return on invested capital, which, you know, for every dollar that's spent on plants, property and equipment, how much revenue is, you know, being returned from those capital dollars. And it's interesting, they looked at it over a 20-year period, 
And there's some very interesting differences. You know, historically speaking, uh, return on invested capital for pure play companies, the ones that have just one or two value chains that they're focused on is is substantially higher. Um, you know, in this last year, they're reporting a almost a 15 to 20 percent difference. 15 percent. Yeah. Almost 15 percent, a little less than 15 percent difference in the return on invested capital for pure play companies versus conglomerates. And when you dive into the EBITDA numbers, you actually find that those margins are relatively the same. So the return on invested capital for pure play companies is higher. Your EBITDA margin is about the same. So that gap has kind of been closed. But then you start looking at return on invested capital or capital turnovers, that ratio. And you find something interesting. Pure play companies have a much higher ratio of of capital turnover. And, you know, a couple things stand out to me as you look at that. That provides their ability to make, create more value with the capital dollars that they're spending is higher. And just from my own experience, I believe that there's several reasons for this. One is their ability to deploy capital dollars becomes much more efficient when you know the details of your market, your industry. You can make better decisions on what you want to spend your money on. And you can also plan more effectively your capital improvement and asset management strategies that gives you more of a lift over time. And so as you look at those reactors, those equipment, all the things that are capital intensive, as well as your market, you're able to plan for things that are, you know, coming down the pipe that allow you to be more efficient in your capital dollars. And I would, I would love to dive into those details in terms of waste or projects that then get, uh, that get canceled. Um, if you're a conglomerate. So if you look at how inefficient, you know, some larger corporations are about spending capital dollars on invested projects, what you find is that, you know, there, there ends up being a lot of waste, whether that's a, a threshold that doesn't get met from an investment standpoint, say we're going to spend $100 million on a specific plant and it's worth it up to a certain percentage return and it's not, if it's less than that, um, historically speaking, pure play companies have a longer time period to look at that over versus a conglomerate where they have multiple different options to put that capital investment into and so they play a shorter term game and don't always see the longer term benefits uh, over time. And so, you know, from, from personal experience, you have several opportunities for creating a new product line or invest in a new production plant. And, you know, a conglomerate company that has multiple different product lines, multiple options in that decision making process on terms of what they're going to go into and what they're not. They can 
make more mistakes in terms of investing enough capital or the right capital at the right time to really create those returns for that specific channel. And uh, it's just fascinating to me to see some of these numbers. And I'll, I'll share the link in the notes for uh, the McKinsey article that uh, I'm, I'm going off of. But, you know, looking at capital turnover is an essential part of how efficient you are managing your assets, but also how much value you are creating in your industry and in your business. Because if you focus on those things that provide value long term, that can help you uh, stay operating longer and more efficient, obviously, you know, you'll be able to create more revenue and will create more value long term. So I thought that was a fascinating uh, article and I'm really interested to see some uh, some deeper dive details. But essentially, if I compare it, McKinsey's findings through that whole study is that these large conglomerates can actually create some value by being more efficient at managing their capital turns, which comes down to making good decisions on what dollars are spent where and managing your assets in a way that allows you to continue to create value. That's all I have for today. Have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye now. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to share with you something that has been super effective at helping organizations to really kickstart the conversation around how they're going to build long-term durability into their management practices. And if you stop what you're doing right now and go to www.durablecapitalindex.com, that's durablecapitalindex.com, you can sign up to take a very special assessment. This is the Durable Capital Index Assessment. It's a baseline assessment, and it'll show you exactly where you're at currently with fundamental best practices for building durability. And it will give you a very detailed feedback report that you can take and share with your team. So if you go to www.durablecapitalindex.com sign up take the assessment and share it with your team and really start that conversation around building long-term durability into your organization